You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the 10,000 Layups podcast. I'm Kyle Radke, joined by Julian Andrews. You're probably listening to this on a Wednesday before you're going to go to the bar with your old high school buddies and get hammered. That's what or all maybe, of us do every Wednesday. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not. I don't know. I was. I actually was thinking about that. Like growing up, that was like the not growing up but when you're like 22, 23, 24, and you go back to your hometown the night before Thanksgiving. Hmm. It's kind of fun. But then once I, I was talking to my buddy about this, once you hit like 28, it's not fun anymore. No, like you're, you you're old dead. On yes. Mm-hmm. It's not what you want. And like you're in the middle age of where you don't know anybody younger than you anymore. Yeah. And then the people older than you, you're like, eh. So I guess this is by that logic. This is my last year to rage on, on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good to know. Last year, I think Jen and I went to a brewery, but the night before, and we just played cards. Sounds and nice. It's like that was, yeah, that was nice. But yeah, you don't want to talk about, nobody wants to talk about that or listen about it. Well, I would talk about it all day. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Julian, don't look now. The Wolves are back. Yeah, they Wolves won back. four straight wins. Um, or they've won four straight games. The end of the day, <laughs> my brain is fried. But they're nine and eight now. You know what, Julian? Don't ask who the teams were missing. No. Were the Cavaliers missing Donovan Mitchell? Maybe. Were the 76ers missing James Harden and Ty- Tyrese Maxey? Yeah, maybe. Um, were the Heat missing Jimmy Butler and Tyler Harrow? Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, Wolves beat the, since we last talked, Wolves beat the 76ers on Saturday. Um, if you enjoy life and 
um, your mental wellness, I would say do not ever watch the last two minutes of that game because um, I wasn't able to watch it live, but I watched like the last yeah. three minutes of the game and I was like, oh my God, we should have lost. Yeah. I mean, so so just to quickly going back to your point about like who's missing. Um, this is also the team that lost two games to the Spurs earlier this year. So like, I think a shorthanded Heat team is still better than that. And the Wolves in the past have dropped games like this. So like getting a win, um, getting several wins is, is, is a, is a W however you want to slice it. No, I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you because it goes back to like, obviously the, this is a bad example right now, but the Vikings, they got crushed by the Cowboys, but, and then they beat the bills before that. And like, they're probably somewhere in the middle. Right. But Uh everybody going into that bills game was like, the Vikings are overrated. They're not like a true seven and one team. They haven't beat anybody, and it's like, well, the only team they lost to was the undefe- the only undefeated team left, and was the Eagles at the time. Yeah, and like you just beat who's in front of you. Like, I like I get yeah. it. Like, you you'd like to rather beat good teams than bad teams, but like if the good teams aren't on your schedule, like yeah, I mean it's we've like been same ta- with the Wolves. It's like who are you? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like we've been, we've been talking all year about how like. Oh, there's so much parody in the West. Like, oh, look at these surprisingly good teams. Like, and and then on the flip side, you can't like make that argument about how the league is really, really strong right now, and then turn around and criticize or like try to put asterisks by these wins. Totally. Um, like there are two games separating the one seed from the 10 seed in the West right now. Like I I don't know if people are maybe people aren't just like aren't ready to admit it or are thinking it's still like early early season stuff. But I mean, this is one of the strongest, most competitive seasons we've had in some time and everybody's going to have injuries. Um, as you said, you can only play the games that you're dealt and there truly are not that many easy games in the no. league right now. I think um, you and I did that exercise before of like going through the schedule and it's yeah, like, exactly. Yep. Um, r- most recent game, um, they beat the, the, Miami Heat on Monday at Target Center, 105-101. The Wolves wore their City Edition jerseys. I still don't like them. I don't either. But I do like the clothing. Like the they yeah. like sweatshirts and stuff. That stuff all looks cool. I've always liked the like the gear better than the jersey yeah. itself. Yeah, the jersey's not very good. Um, my wife was there at the game last night. Nice. I was not. I did not get invited. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, Edwards with a nice game, 22.7 rebounds, four assists, four steals. Towns, 25 and nine. Jade McDaniels, 18. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin, the guy we talked about last week, like not getting enough run, played 15 minutes and had 12 points, part of a huge run for the team. Um, yeah, so some nice game overall. Up next, Pacers on Wednesday, Hornets on Friday, two teams that are like kind of tanking. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the Wolves could be 11 and eight real quick. And yep, that's just kind of how but at the same time like I, we can go back and like listen to our last pot podcast yeah. or the ones before that right where we're kind of like shitting on the wolves but like this was always kind of what we thought was going to happen like if you would have asked yeah. me like after the rough start if you'd been like hey 20 games in the season how are the wolves going to be i'd be like i don't know 11 and 9 12 and 8 like yeah i think i was a little more pessimistic but yes generally speaking yes i think I don't think we're quite far enough removed from that pretty disastrous stretch to say that the issues are fixed. Yeah. But you and you know, even if you read the quotes and the coverage, like this team is not is still like not thrilled with how they're playing. Um, 
which is honestly good to read because it's it's nice. Like you want to be able to learn from games where you also win. Um, well, and I think yeah. those lessons are easier. Like winning a couple games just creates an environment where getting better is easier because you don't have this pressure of being on a losing streak. And and like if you watch the games, like it, yeah, it's like yeah, it's obvious that like that that seventy sixers game. It's like obviously you're playing in Philadelphia and they haven't beat, but it's like they're missing half their roster and you almost lost. Like after you yeah. were up by like double digits, and like yeah. same with the the Heat game, like was kind of back and forth. Like you watch the game and you're like, oh yeah, this like we still have a lot of work to totally. do. And like if they have here or if they have Butler, you probably lose. But like again, that they don't, so you won. But yeah, yeah. I I agree. Like it would be more concerning if suddenly they were like, yeah, you guys doubted us and here we are. It's like, eh, I doubt, yeah. I still doubt you. Like, <laughs> totally. you know, you're, you're not as good as what I'd want, but then you have to remind yourself again, like we're not even 20 games in the season and you know, yeah. whatever, like here we are, like we're not even a quarter in and the yeah. wolves, you know, whatever. Um, so right now in the West, you mentioned it before about the parody, but the wolves are um, in 10th place right now, nine and eight. Um, I have this exercise for the end, but sure. Like you look at this, this playoff, right? Right. Right now, this would be how the playoffs would shake out. Uh, Utah, as we all had is the number one seed. Of course. Phoenix at number two, they're half game back. Same with the nuggets and the Clippers, both half games back. Um, those are the top four teams. Then you go Kings at number five, Pelicans at six, Grizzlies at seven, Blazers at eight. Mavericks at nine, Wolves at ten. Mm-hmm. So that would be your your playing um, teams, um, seven through ten, and then you have the Warriors who are a game and a half back from the playoffs. Um, that's probably the only surprise team not in there. You have yeah. the Thunder who are four games back from a playoff spot, um, or four games back, and then the Lakers, Spurs, and Rockets. So, like, I, I, I like. I guess if you look at these standings, you have the Jazz and the Kings, probably the two surprise teams. Do, do you think they can hang on? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I think maybe it's hard to say. I guess I have weirdly like more faith in the Jazz, but no, no. I mean, if this Deer and Fox stuff is real, then yeah. the Kings can be really good. Um, I think it's like always, I'm always for some reason, less hesitant to buy in when vets make big leaps than when like surprisingly good young teams kind of pop up like what's yeah. happening with the jazz. Um, I mean, I think both of them will regress. I, I mean, obviously I don't think the jazz will get the one seed. I would not be surprised. I would, I mean, I, I expect both of them to be in the plan at least. I, I guess. think, I mean, I, 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 I don't think... love what I've seen from the warriors. Like, no. I don't know. I, I, I agree with you. I think the Warriors get in. Um, but then you're left with either like the thing is either the so the Kings or the Jazz wouldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think like the other with, with Dame's recent yeah, injury, the Blazers could be in it's trouble. The Blazers. But like if you looked at any of these teams, obviously the Jazz, Kings, Blazers, if they didn't make the play in at the beginning of the season, they'd call it a disappointment, but it wouldn't be like unexpected. But uh-huh. if any other team like whether it's the Wolves, whether it's the Warriors, whether it's the Mavericks, if they wouldn't even get a top 10 seed, it would be a fucking disaster. Like it'd be a disaster for their totally. team. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm rooting for that, 
because I want the wolves to make it. Yeah. But I would kind of like, it'd be kind of fun if like suddenly like, it's like, Ooh, by the way, the warriors are the 11th seed or the, mm-hmm. you know, whether, you know, the Grizzlies, they're, they're right there too. But it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes up because it is like, and then you look at the matchups and you're like, it's a bloodbath. Yeah. Like the, the right, right now the playoffs started today. Well, I mean, again, um, let's say it's like the jazz versus the, the, you know, the Mavericks or the Timberwolves. Then you have the Suns versus the Grizzlies or Blazers. Um, then you have the Nuggets versus the Pelicans and the Clippers versus the Kings. And it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I wonder if, if kind of owners, GMs, like, I wonder if people kind of get not passes, but just a little bit more lenience this year in terms of performance compared to expectations in the West, just because the West is so damn tough. Um, like obviously you, if you make a move, like you want to make the, if you're any of those teams, you need to make the plan, but I don't know. It's kind of like one of those weird things where like in the, in the past, if like, let's say the wolves don't make the playoffs this year, I would expect like major changes. Yeah. You know, but I, I just don't know if that's going to be the case. So I'm really curious to see how it plays out. I mean, it's also possible that we just see more stratification here. And like some of these teams aren't actually as good. And, yeah. you know, the ones you mentioned, I could totally see. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Mavs really or the Grizzlies, you know. So, I, I mean, it, there could just be some weaknesses that have yet to be revealed. So, we'll yeah. see. No, it, I, I will say, though, after like 20 games, it's like, the best team in the conference is 12 and seven and it's a surprise team. And then yeah. like the team that's in 12th is seven and 10. Like, yeah, there's not yeah, much, right. like not, not a huge difference here. No. Um, overall. Um, all right. This is something else we talked about last year, actually. Um, and it was more towards like the refs, like the, the wolves fans, like, oh boy. Refs, refs, you <laughs> suck. Um, well on Monday night, and it's been like the fifth time this has happened this year when the wolves, um, start to suck the fans start to boo them and i don't know when it started Mm -hmm. um it wasn't a thing when i worked there i've never like i've never really heard that i want to say it's like probably started last year and if you tweet that the wolves fans shouldn't boo somebody on twitter will tell you to like grow up and you're a baby and you don't understand sports or something i'll talk to anybody about this yeah like i think it's so stupid i think it's the dumbest thing ever and rudy gobert called out the fans last night um the question was, was the third quarter the first time you've really heard the crowd get going this season and bad get going. I think they meant, um, booing, um, (laughs) Gobert responds. I just don't appreciate people that come in to boo your team. When you're a fan, you got to support your team in the tough or the good moments. There's no, no, no team in NBA history that had only good moments. So if you're not going to support us in the tough moments, just stay home. I think if you're going to embrace us in the tough moments then come here, um, and we're going to love the support. Um, Follow-up question, do you think the negativity comes from expectations? Gobert, I don't care. I've never experienced that before. I think you can get booed if you're really, really playing bad. In Utah, I probably can remember in nine years. I don't even remember probably a few times getting booed. Things are not always going to go well. It's a long season. There's a lot you can, a lot of things that can come into a season. You can't just boo every time the other team makes a run. That's not the support we need. That's not the support we expect. At the same time, we're really grateful for the fans. I think it's a mentality. That's why I appreciate they cheer when we win, but I hope they support us in the tough moments too. Yeah. Well said, Rudy. Yeah. For real. I mean, I feel like the like 
I don't know, man. I don't know what it is about Timberwolves fans. And I like Timberwolves fans. I think they're one of the more like engaged, passionate fan bases out there. But it's just been so long since there's been a team worth rooting for and a team that had expectations. I feel like a lot of our fans just don't remember what that's like, I guess. And they just look at these teams that have all this success and they're like, well, this must just be great all the time. Like, why isn't it like that for me? But I mean, I've been a fan of several different NBA teams, like in various capacities. And like Rudy's completely right. Like it's never all I, good all the time. And so I've like, never, why, why are I, you, other fans don't do this? Like outside of like <laughs> the, like I'm, I'm trying to think like outside of like big cities, like New York where fans are like, or like Philadelphia or something. But like, I guess I don't even know if I've heard them boo. They really boo their own team, like not for just stuff like this. Like we're yeah, I like, don't know. Like I, I agree, and, and especially a team that's like been so bad. It's like oh, that's boo. Like I, yeah, and I don't know when it started. There, I don't want to call it like a bro culture, but like if you go to a Wolves game now, there's like I'm not saying it's a different type of fan, but like when the team started to get good, I think like fans came out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. and I think you're getting these like. I don't know, kind of like broy fans, which is fine. Mm-hmm. You can be a bro, but like, I don't it's think they like really the entitlement. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, where, where where does that come from? And yeah, like any team you're on, like we're taught from a very young age, like you support teams. Yeah, like, and I get it's professional and it's not you know college or whatever these guys are getting paid, but like, so what, what you've seen from the Wolves has like not been like lack of effort at times. It's like lack of knowing what we're doing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just weird. Like, it's just, again, like, as you said, it's not something that you really see other places and it's not productive. No. And it's like, especially with our, I just team. can't imagine like wanting to do that. You know, like, yeah. I guess that's where I'm like, kind this, of struggling this, here. It's like, what? <laughs> this will get them going. Aren't you a fan? <laughs> yeah. Like, let's boo. This will get them going. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right? And it, especially this team where it's like, Mm-hmm. Who are the th- who are the four people that are like you're trying to motivate? Cat? Nope. Like that's the last guy you want to like try to get. Like, cat with a chip on his shoulder is the worst Bad. kind of cat. So you, you don't want that, <laughs> right? Um, Ant? No, I don't think he likes that, and I think he said as much. Like Gobert obviously hates it. Like D'Lo, he can't hear you. Like he doesn't even know where he is. So it's like I don't like. What are you trying to motivate? Like, I don't know, man. It's very very weird and. Yeah, we gotta stop. We gotta stop this. Yeah, it's just it's and a bad. Hopefully, look they keep. The hopefully, we keep talking about it because, like, when when people do boo, it's like, like I want Chris Finch to be like, "Hey, fucking stop that! Stop!" Yeah, like, it's just dumb. Like, that's very stupid. Like, either you're a fan or you're not. If you're if you boo, I assume you're not a fan. Yep. Um. All right. Well, with that being said, let's thank our good friends over at DraftKings. The NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many things that are unknown, like. The playoffs, granted, we're only a fourth through the season, so of course we don't know the playoffs yet, but so many teams. Uh, when I'm looking to get into the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up with the code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. 
Um, and then Julian, we uh, obviously also want to thank our good friends over at Three Star Sports Cards. Totally. They're in Little Canada. They're in Bloomington. Um, all of your needs that you have in the sports card world, they have them. Um, we talked last week about Black Friday deals. They just released their first wave Ooh, baby. of Black Friday deals. You can you can go uh, see that. It's over at threestarsportscards.com. So threestarsportscards.com, all spelt out, slash collections, slash 2022-black-friday-part-one. Dash dash or just go to their website, and it's like literally the first thing you'll see. Yeah. Um, so we, we know some of the deals. Um, I'll go through the basketball ones right here. Um, and these deals are like pretty good, like pretty, pretty good, like pretty yeah. good where I'm going to have to go in tomorrow. Um, and probably buy some of these things. Um, okay. Uh, 2022 prism WNBA hobby box, which is a complete steal Two autographs. It's the, um, that they're doing, uh, like the anniversary, mm-hmm. um, logos and stuff. I think it's the 35th. Um, that's a hundred dollars, 99 95. So that is a steal. Um, 2021, 22 tops inception overtime elite basketball hobby box, only 40 bucks. Um, and those, again, those are the overtime elite players, uh, Chronicles, um, hobby box, uh, two autographs, you know, that's the last year's rookie mm-hmm. class with Barnes, Cunningham, Mobley, um, my guy, Giddy, um, Suggs, Jalen green. That's one ninety nine ninety five, which is a really good deal. Uh, most 2020, 21 mosaic basketball blaster. So two years ago, um, mm-hmm. that's twenty nine ninety five. Um, 21, 22 leaf pro set power basketball hobby box, which I need to figure out what this is. Um, but it is 44 95. I don't know what it is, but go check it out. Um, and then uh, I'm looking on now there's that flux 2021, 20, 2021. Yeah. Basketball fanatics factory set. That'd be cool. That's a cool one. Yeah. We opened up a, I love the flux flux cards. Same. Those are nice. We got the Akogi one oh one in there. And that would be the ant year, I think. Yeah. 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 So you're guaranteed the ant card. Um, and then there's 21, 22 Bauman University, 49.95 Hobby Box, 2021 Upper Deck Skybox Metal Universe Champions Hobby Box. Um, they don't have pricing for it. You have to go in. It's an Upper Deck product. That's why. But like they, the if you look up the Jordan cards in that that are numbered, they sell really, really well. Um, and then there's other like there's other sports involved too, so it's it's kind of like a cross sport thing. But like the big chase in that is like Jordan numbered cards. Um, then and then you have tops, uh, top Chrome Overtime Elite that's forty nine ninety five. Um, twenty twenty one uh, Illusions Basketball Team All Box, which is like if people are wondering what that is, it's like a mix between hobby and retail. Um, and then twenty nineteen twenty. Hoops premium stock basketball mega box, which is the blue cracked ice. So it's Zion's rookie year and Jaws rookie year. And that's only 80 bucks. So um, a lot of good deals. My, I guess my pick probably if I was going to like buy something, I would probably buy the Chronicles for one for one ninety nine ninety five, And then that prism, that prism WNBA box, like pretty good, but there's going to be yeah. more deals and they're announcing them. I think tomorrow or Thursday. It'll be before Black Friday, so um, go check them out and tell them the 10,000 Lamps podcast sent you. Um, okay, let's get back into some more news around the league. 
Um, Kyrie Irving's back, blah, blah, blah. We don't care. We talked about him enough. Um, Ben Simmons, though, had his best game with the Nets. He finished with 22 points on 11 of 13 shooting against the Grizzlies the other night. Um, Eight rebounds, five assists. Um, Simmons, his quote, uh, me personally, if I start reading everything that's going on and getting psyched out, that's not good for me. So for me, I just want to stay focused, take it day by day. And I keep saying it, but uh, that's what it is for me. Just keep building on good days and staying locked in. This season, his stats aren't overly impressive. Eight Mm -hmm. points, seven rebounds, five assists. 28 minutes per game. But um, I think, you know, obviously there's been a lot of shit kind of thrown around with Ben Simmons. Yep. And a lot of it he deserves, right? Like he took a whole season off. He forced his way out of Philadelphia and whether or not he actually had a knee injury or back injury or like had those Mm -hmm. mental health issues, like we don't really know. And we probably never will. And like, it's probably a combination of everything, right? Like, um, like how the season ended in Philadelphia and you know, sure. Whatever. Um, but if, if Simmons can like come back to the player that he was in Philadelphia, cause he's still very young. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what Huge. is this? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, we were talking like an all-star all defense type player. I mean, people forget that, you know, and like defensive player of the year candidate. Yeah. I mean, this guy was absolutely elite. Um, incredible passer. Like, I mean, there was a time when you could make an argument that he was the best passer and the best wing defender in the league. And I think like his game is so unique that he really needs to be like locked in and locked in with kind of with his teammates too, because he doesn't have the type of game where he can just kind of coast to stats. And, but I don't know. I I still really do believe that he can be like a serious impact player. Um, and I would like him to be one. I Same. mean, it it is like I've always liked Simmons. It's been like obviously kind of a weird couple of years for him, but I I love his game. I think he's really fun to watch and can be such a difference maker. Um, I was watching him play the Blazers the other day, and he just like shredded them. Like you forget just how big he is, like how long he is, the impact he can have on defense. Like when he's really given it his all, and that's a big if with him. But I think it's really nice that he's been able to see in the last couple games, okay, if I really lock in, like I still have this, you get some good games that you can start building off of. And then I don't know, you turn around in three or four weeks and he could be like kind of starting to round into form. And that makes the Nets really scary. So I I don't know. It's it's I hope it continues. Totally agree. And like you, you mentioned that before, it's like we forget about like, 2017 18 all rookie team obviously rookie of the year 2019 20 all defensive first team yep um that same season all nba third team the next season all defensive first team and then of course he misses the next season um and then Mm -hmm. you know he's he's with the net so it's like he's only 26 years old like yeah that's the part where it's like yep I, i get it right but like even if like let's say even if he goes back to like if he averages what he's averaging right now, which would be a disappointment, but like getting a player to average 8.7 rebounds and five assists is still yeah, like, it's, it's still, still pretty significant. Yeah. I was going to say like, it's not like, uh, you know, in only 28 minutes a game, like it, yeah, like I get it. He's not where he was in like whatever, but I think we're going to see more nights with like 20 yeah. points. Um, you know, we'll see, I guess when, with Kyrie back, what that does to him. But, and, and I mean, like, I, I feel like he gets a lot of hate and I 
don't really, I get why he was frustrating for people, but I don't understand why if you are not a Philly fan, like there are so many people around the league or not around the league, like in the, that are NBA fans. It seems to just like really hate root, Ben Simmons heck, root against him. And I, I, I don't really understand that because it's like, you're not a Philly fan. He didn't do anything to you. Yeah. He hasn't done anything to the nets yet, except like not play well for 10 games. You, you, you know, so I just don't understand this like real like desire to see him just like implode. Um, and I could understand how that would, you know, contribute to <laughs> you not feeling so good about yourself. Yeah, with, like, right. This constant hate. And so I really hope he can just kind of I say fly under the radar. And of course, he's under he's on the like most under the microscope team yeah. <laughs> out there for I mean, that team's under the microscope for reasons that have nothing to do with him. Um and, but he's in New York. It's like not a good place to like quietly rehabilitate your career. But at the same time, like I think him really not being the focus and every, and, and so many people writing him off. Like, I think that does in some ways kind of create an environment where he could maybe start to get some of that, get some of that magic back. And who knows, maybe the Ben Simmons three point watch will, will make its appearance on back on, on the, podcast. the podcast. God, I miss those days. Yeah. Uh, everything was so easy. Yeah. Um, all right, Julian, it's Thanksgiving on Thursday. Yeah. What are you thankful for? Give me a real life example and then sure. give me a, uh, give me a, give me a hoops. Give me a hoops. Sure. Thankful for. Oh, uh, real life. You know, just like the health of my friends and family come to mind. I think I'm very lucky. I think we both are like to have what we have in our lives and yeah. it's, you know, it's not, not everybody gets to live like in the same way that we do. And I, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, and then for hoops, um, it's hard to come up with one about the wolves right now, <laughs> honestly. Um, but as a, as a Portland fan, I'm, I'm as a, you know, raised a Portland fan. I'm really glad that it seems like, uh, Shane Sharp and Anthony Simons are like players. Um, uh, even if they're not like, you know, Dame, it's nice to kind of see a future in the youth of that team. And then for the wolves, um, I'm still glad that they like pushed all the chips in. Yeah. Because, because you don't see teams doing that very often. And even though it hasn't gotten off to a great start, like I'm glad they went for it. I'm glad that the front office is empowered to do things like this. I'm glad that the, ownership is willing to take risks because having a team that's willing to take risks and push your chips in and like try stuff, even if it doesn't work out is so much better than having a team that just has to sit around and do nothing. Yeah. Just sit in the middle. Um, okay. What am I thankful for? Uh, kind of the same thing. I mean, right. Like I, I was just in Europe for 10 days and it's like, you, you realize just like how privileged you are and like, you know, you're mm-hmm. if you're going out to eat every night or whatever, and it's just like just to be in that position to like do that, I think yeah. is just you know different and like not everybody has that. Um, and then yeah, and like you know, we have a job, we have family, and mm-hmm. blah blah blah, and like everything's not perfect all the time. But um, when you like take a step back, you're like, yeah, not bad, not bad, totally, pretty good job. Uh, hoops wise, um, I'm kind of happy the Lakers suck. Yeah. I'm thankful for that because, um you know, and whatever LeBron is so good, but I, we got like he got away and I don't want to say he got away with it, but like for years, 
he would just make these demands for his team and they were bad roster moves. Mm-hmm. And, but LeBron was so good that like, it didn't really matter. Yeah. Like look at some of those Cavaliers teams. And it's just like, what the, f- like, what is this? <laughs> and now finally it's like, you know, they, they went all in for Anthony Davis and like, certainly they won like a, you know, they, they won the, bu- the bubble title, whether that that's a real title, I don't, that's for you to decide, not me. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not the judge here, but, uh, and then like they want Russell Westbrook and it's like, uh, and then suddenly it's like, yeah, this, is, this doesn't work. Like this team sucks. Um, they're five yep. and 10. So they've won like three straight games, I think actually. Yeah. Um, and Anthony Davis seems to be playing better, but that, that makes me happy. Um, which I don't know if that's a spirit of Thanksgiving to be thankful for so. somebody else's failures, but whatever, <laughs> we'll here we are. It. We'll take it. Uh, for the wolves. Um, you know, I, I'm glad they have Anthony Edwards. Um, you know, I, here's what I'll say. I'm glad that it's a team that went all in, but still has options if they want, if they want, because I think a lot of the teams, um, and I think I kind of felt like this after the Jimmy Butler trade, when they traded for like Dario Saric and Robert Covington, I was like, Oh my God, we don't have any options anymore. Like that, that our big move for like one of the best players in the league was, Robert Covington and right. Dario Saric, like God. who are useful players, certainly, but not like, no, not, I mean, yeah, not no, what you want. Yeah. So the fact is like, we've talked about on this pod before, like if Gobert and like, if, if this team doesn't work out, like you're, you're stuck with Gobert. Yeah. Um, you're, you want to build around Edwards, but like it's a f- contract year for, um, uh, or, uh, D'Angelo yeah. Russell. And then, you know, the, the, the big one would be like you trade cat and like whether that's, that's for first round picks or other players, but like, but then you still have Edwards and you still have Gobert. So. Yep. I'm thankful for that. That's good. All right, Julian. Well, um, what's your favorite Thanksgiving food? I, I don't know. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay. Yeah. Do you cook anything at Thanksgiving? Um, I, I do not on Thanksgiving. I usually like cook Thanksgiving foods around Thanksgiving. So I like them, but. Yeah, I'm never responsible. I'm bringing for... a dip. I'm, I'm responsible for an appetizer this year. What kind of dip? I do like a there's like a New York Times cooking lemon, yeah, feta, lemon. scallion, whipped. Good for you. Yep. So that should be good. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I think it will enjoy, be. I'll enjoy let that. You know. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> let me know. Uh, I'm a big stuffing guy. Mm, nice. Controversial. Is it controversial? People don't um, like stuffing? No, I guess people like stuffing. I guess, I don't know how many people would say it's their favorite, but I like stuffing. I like to mix everything together. I'm like very much kind of a, a, mix, a, a get the gravy on everything. You know what? Yeah, well, I'm glad you said that because you, you, you need to put it on turkey because turkey yeah. is the most overrated food that there is probably. Yeah. If you can get it cooked well, it's really good, but it's really, really hard to do. Yeah. Every time I have turkey, it's super dry. And I have to eat it. And then people be like, why are you dipping that in ketchup? And you're like, because it's gross and disgusting and dry. I need something. You need to go to the turkey sandwich stand at the state fair. Yes. That place is actually good. But that's mostly just turkey legs, I think. And so mm-hmm. that, that's kind of a leg up. So yeah. ha uh-huh. Because it's dark meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, uh, I don't think I'm cooking anything this year. I, I don't think I ever have. So Nice. Yeah. Well, it was All always right. the first time. Whenever we host something, maybe we we try to get people here, but yeah, 
we're not the we're not the elders we're not the decision makers mm. in the family so tough all right man well um yeah you enjoy your thanksgiving um, you too thank you sir um everyone thanks for listening be safe and we will talk to you next time <laughs>